I ate so many sandwiches today, Jimmy. Yeah. I ate both the Subway sandwich. Well, not the Subway. The Subway that our school has. I ate one of those sandwiches, and I also ate a Pepper Jacks sandwich. Which was oh. better? Pepper Jacks. Oh, there you go. Mm. Pepper Jacks. We are now uh, being sponsored by Pepper Jacks. No, nope, that's not true. Go go eat some Pepper Jacks. That's that's. <laughs> we're not getting paid to say that. Welcome to another episode of That One Movie Podcast, also known as Tomp, the weekly show in which we discuss movies, games, and TV shows in addition to kind of whatever. Mainly, we just shout nonsense into our microphones. I'm your host, Jimmy Uthi, joined by my co-host, Holden Sutter. Yep. And we've got a great show for you this week featuring our non-spoiler and spoiler reviews of A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood and by popular demand, Wild Hogs! Wild Hogs! Woo! John Travolta's an alien. And also the Mandalorian episode five. And also the Mandalorian as episode five. Not in that order. <laughs> Let's do it. That one movie podcast. Tom. But first, Holden, we have to play the Toms. Of course we do, Jimmy. The Toms. The Toms. Toms is a rapid fire game in which we rate the news from this week in the world of entertainment based on a scale of three famous Toms Brokaw, Bombadil, and Bergeron. Brokaw is the highest rating, Bombadil is the lowest, and Bergeron is somewhere in between. Let's get started, Holden. All right. No I'll question marks I'll, this time. I'll I didn't try go, it. somewhere in between. <laughs> I'll try not to let my uh, full belly get in the way of me uh, reacting to these this news. Yeah. Well, you did break the chair. Yeah. Kidding. It we was came, broken when it we got We came here. into this room that we record in, and my chair that I usually sit in was broken. And I swear I didn't break it last week, so I don't know why. And it's all those sandwiches finally getting oh. to your thighs, huh? <laughs> and then you'll blow up. <laughs> Uh, we have a lot of new trailers this week, Holden. Oh, trailers galore, man. We're going to cover four of them. Uh, Black Widow, No Time to Die, Free Guy, and Mulan in that order. So what about let's... Wonder Woman? Oh, and Wonder Woman. <laughs> five, five trailers. Five trailers. My goodness. Oh. Wonder Woman. Uh, I'm adding Wonder Woman. That just came out yeah, today. That's that's a hot, that's that's a hot scoop hot right there. Hot scoop. Um, Black Widow first. Holden, thoughts on the trailer? All right. So, Jimmy... Uh, Jimmy uh, is is much more negative on this trailer than I am. Well, way to just state my <laughs> opinion when I was asked you what your thoughts. Listen, were. I liked the Black Wi- Black Widow trailer quite a bit actually. I thought it gave me a lot of vibes of Winter Soldier. I know it's not I mean, obviously not the same directors because that was the Russo brothers, but it has a very similar vibe. Um, and that I mean that was like an espionage kind of spy thriller type movie, and I think that'll work even better for the character of Black Widow. And so I'm pretty excited to see what the movie holds. Hey, look, I don't really like any of the Avengers or the Avengers, the Marvel trailers, other than like Avengers: Infinity War. I usually don't like the Infinity Marvel trailers. War, Infinity War is like one of the best trailers ever. It does. <laughs> it is. I admit that too. But most Marvel trailers, I'm like, nah. So, and I usually like the movies. So that's what I'm going to say. That's my disclaimer, okay? All right. This movie looks fine, okay? There you go. <laughs> wow. 
spoilers for Avengers Endgame, she's dead. Yeah. So what's the point? That's kind of my thing. I'm like, why didn't they release this movie before Avengers Endgame? I mean, if I'm being honest, I think it was a lot of um, it's it. This probably has only been able to come to fruition since Kevin Feige has been fully like a lot more in control in the last few years of uh, Marvel Studios and everything. And so I think that's one of the reasons because I can't remember who who's the guy who I can't remember who the guy who used to head it was, but he was notoriously very like like white men need to be leading these movies and everything. Um, but so now uh, I mean now they're getting a little bit more diversity in there, and also w- off the back of like Wonder Woman being successful, I think that definitely helped as well. And Captain Marvel. And cap yeah, Captain Marvel. It was um, already being made at that point. Yeah. But um, yeah, would just would have been nice to see it before. Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree. Yeah, but uh, I'm I'm sure it'll be good. Just like yeah. they'll, they'll plug it into the formula and turn it out, you know, because hey. it's not cinema, am I right? Yeah, all right, all right. Hey, Scorsese, Scorsese sitting over there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Scorsese, De Niro, how you doing? Hey, um, how's it going, guys? Hey, we, how's it, you <laughs> see the Irishman? Yeah, you did. Uh. We got David Harbour uh, in this trailer as well, and he's, uh, you'd know him for, as Sheriff Hopper from Stranger Things. or I know him. As Hellboy. As the an Hellboy an avid fan of Stranger Things uh, who has seen all three oh, se- okay. seasons. Okay, Jimmy. Yeah, we could have reviewed season three. <laughs> I still want that se- that season's so good. I still want to talk about it, but can't. Anyway. Hey, I'll watch it before the fourth season comes out. <laughs> um but yeah, so he's in this and he's he's pretty good. I'm pretty excited to see him be like a Russian Captain America, who apparently that's like who the Red Guardian is. He like had like a knockoff of the super soldier serum, I guess, back when uh in the Cold War, I think, or something. So that'll be interesting. There we go. Um, and then we got Florence Pugh as well, fresh off of Midsommar. Midsommar? Yeah, very good. She's very good in that movie. I thought she was in the church. What? Pugh. Shut up. I thought she was uh, a research center. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, she's Black Widow's sister or comrade or something. I don't know. I said comrade because they're Russian, so it's, uh-huh. it's funny. <laughs> um, but then and they're both rad, yeah. as in radical. We also have Rachel Weisz, uh, who she's good in everything she's in, and she's probably Taskmaster. Ooh. That's what a lot of people are saying uh, online, and I'm I'm like... I feel like, because her character name isn't familiar to me, and she doesn't seem to be like a big enough character for like her caliber of an actress. So I would assume maybe she's like she's Taskmaster. Yeah, I don't know. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Taskmaster looks cool. I'll give it a Bergerana. I'm gonna give it a Brokaw. All right, Jimmy. Yeah. I'm excited for this movie. Next ne- next installment in the MCU. Yeah. There you go. Uh, no Time to Die, James Bond, number 25. Oh, and apparently this one is Daniel Craig's last one. Yeah, even though he said that for, like, the last two as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I didn't like this trailer that much. I mean, it's okay. I think my problem with this trailer is that it looks like a sequel to Spectre, and I think Spectre is just an abysmal movie. I still haven't seen Spectre. Is- I want to watch it at some point, but... Yeah, I, I mean, this movie, uh, I don't know. Wait, Sam Mendes did do Spectre, right? I don't know. I I watched it well after it came out in theaters, and I was like, okay. wow, that was worse than I thought. It, I, like, knew it was not, like, a like coming off of, like, Skyfall. I knew yeah. it was not that, and that it was supposed to be, like, 
lighter kind of throwback. Yeah. I was like, boy, that was just really bad. I mean, okay, so I'm a little biased. I think Daniel Craig is the best James Bond. But oh, I love Daniel Craig, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, I, I mean, I've also, like, grown up with him being the James Bond. Well, I haven't, so. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, like, Casino Royale and Skyfall are probably t- the two best James Bond movies or two of the best. Um, Casino Royale is my favorite by far. Goldfinger. Um, yeah, Goldfinger's apparent. I haven't seen Goldfinger. Um, but yeah, I don't. It's I'm, really I'm hoping, boring. I'm hoping that like because the in between, like the Quantum of Solace and Inspector, the ones that have been like in between each of the mo- good movies. I hope this one's like good since it's yeah. every other movie. <laughs> kind of like Indiana Jones Five. Yeah, right. Indiana, it, that's bound to be a good one. Yeah, right. I hope. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see James Bond beat some nazis yeah we need that that's what we need i so that i mean there's Nothing a lot of like unite america like a british guy killing some nazis <laughs> that's what i say the special effects effects and stunts and stuff in this trailer all look pretty good um on par with like how the last few have been visuals look great yeah i think i like the look of the movie mm-hmm. definitely yeah I mean, it, it does remind me a lot of uh how sam mendes did his movie. i don't sam mendes isn't doing this one but it reminds me a lot of how uh he was doing those movies um and yeah, Christoph Waltz is back. I love Christoph Waltz, and Spectre somehow was back. Like they somehow managed to misuse Christoph Waltz yeah. as an actor. And he's probably not going to do a whole lot here besides sit in the cell and um, say ominous things. And Rami Malik is the bad guy, and he's a great actor. So I'm excited to see uh, how his villain turns out. He's he's a little bit scarred in the face, but not too bad. Mm-hmm. He ain't he ain't a with Javier Bardem scarred in the face <laughs> or like his whole jaws missing or whatever. Uh, yeah. He bit a cyanide capsule. Yeah. Um, I saw like the top, one of the top YouTube comments or something. It was something like this. It was like, it's like these group of people are making custom t-shirts. They're like, Hey, James Bond, you want to make a custom t-shirt with us? And James Bond looks down at his watch. He's like, sorry, I have no time to die. Uh, I thought that was funny. Oh, I get. It. Oh, uh, I, get I get it. It, it took yeah. me a minute. All right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's the sandwiches, everyone. It's the sandwiches. I'm Make gonna me. give it a Bergeron again, I, cause please don't be a sequel to Spectre. I'm, I thought that movie was quite bad. I'm gonna give it a Bergeron as well, cause ah, I mean, I'm excited to see it if it's good. I guess that's about it. Holden, free guy. Ryan Reynolds is playing Ryan Reynolds. I so Free Guy has a special place in my heart because that was the movie that I saw scene filming in Boston ah. uh, while I was there. I, I mentioned it on the podcast after my trip to Boston, but yeah, uh, they were filming it while I was there, and so I did see a, a, one of the scenes being filmed. And so I'm really, <laughs> if, for, if for no other reason, I'm excited to go see this movie and try to <laughs> track down the one shot that they were, <laughs> that they were getting while I was there. <laughs> well, I remember... Um, there was like a news story we covered that was about this film kind of in the early parts of it what did we say something about like taika watiti and ryan reynolds are teaming up to make this weird movie where ryan reynolds realizes he's in a video game he's like an npc and then he realizes he's in a video game and all that which is this yeah it's the plot of the the plot this movie looks like GTA the the movie. A lot of people have been saying it online, but I kind of agree. It just I mean this world looks like a Grand Theft Auto kind of like world. Grand Theft That's Auto online. GTA for you uh boomers out there. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, it, it does look like a Grand Theft Auto online kind of thing. Um but yeah. 
What do you, th- you think this looks good? I think it looks pretty like it could be good. I think it could be good. Yeah. I've, I think I think the trailer's all right. It's an all right trailer. I don't know if I thought it was that funny, but... There were a couple jokes I thought were funny, but um, yeah, I don't know. Takawachizi is the bad guy, I guess. If, uh, if uh, Hobbs and Shaw taught me one thing, it's that Ryan Reynolds doesn't make a movie funny but ryan Reynolds can make a movie really funny it's the, but he has to have the right writing yeah well also i mean he was just really unnecessary in hobbs and shot yeah but <laughs> still <laughs> okay yeah uh but yeah i i mean i like ryan reynolds so i'm excited to see um I, it's a cool concept i think it's pretty clever just this mm-hmm. this npc becoming aware i hope it's good yeah uh special effects look all right um I don't know what else to say about it. I'm going to give it oh, a... I guess oh. I, I, I've been seeing some people online not only make comparisons to GTA, but some people are also like, this is like the Lego movie, but like... Oh, yeah. It's like it, like the intro is like the Lego movie. It is. I'm going to give this a Bergeron, but kind of leaning more towards the AFV than the uh, Dancing with the Stars. There, I used it. Huh? Wow. <laughs> that's good. That's, that's leaning a towards hid- the that's good. A hid- the that's a hidden joke right there. Um, I'm going to give it a Brokaw. No, there you go. Yeah. On to Mulan. Mulan. Yeah. Trailer four out of five. We're making our way through these. <laughs> We're slogging. We're slogging. <laughs> Welcome to the trailer park. <laughs> uh, it's a trailer park. I'll it's- share my thoughts for the first this time. All right, all right. There you go. You he just finger. watched this. I just watched I, this. Literally a few minutes ago. I watched the whole movie. It was pretty good. Yeah, no, I didn't. Nice. Um, I have not seen the original. I don't think. Maybe when I was little. But uh, this movie looks really good. Mm-hmm. I got to say, visually. Um, yeah. I, like, I, I did say this to you when I was like, are there going to be musical numbers in this? And yeah. you're like, I'm not sure. Because watching the... like, I, I think like Mulan, the... The animated has music in it. Right? Yeah, it does. I mean, because yeah. you got like, let's get down to business. To I've never feet. seen it, so why oh, would I? Have you, if you don't know that song, that's let's like a famous get song. Down to business. No, I don't. Yeah. Make a man out of you. Um, make a reference. I've heard of that trailer. song. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I the tonally this trailer did not convey that there was going to be musical numbers. No, I I think it would be really weird if there was. Yeah. So I mean, maybe maybe that's just the tone that the trailer presents. Maybe the movie will actually be fitting a musical numbers and include them. I don't. I know. hope it doesn't. Yeah. Honestly. We don't need it. Just use the yeah. Just make like an orchestral non-vocal version of it, the like st- motifs throughout. Yeah. I think that's the way to do it. I was telling Jimmy that like Mulan is actually one of the live-action Disney movies I think that could work pretty well, and I'm kind of excited for just because I think it it lends itself to kind of this fun like uh, cool adventure. And I mean, it's pretty relevant because you got the whole like the whole the point of the movie is like the, like Mulan's this princess, but she can't like join the army to defeat the the Huns, um, and so she like disguises as a guy and stuff to uh, to join the the military and whatnot. And I think that's I mean it's it can be empowering and stuff to show that a, that a, a woman can do this cool stuff. I'm gonna give it a Broca. Uh yeah. I'm going to give it a Bergeron because there's no Eddie Murphy dragon in this trailer. Is Eddie Murphy the dragon? Yeah. I, I, think. I was wondering. I, I was think like, Eddie isn't Murphy's there the like dragon. a little dragon that goes with her? I think it's, it's Eddie Murphy. Dragon? Maybe I'm wrong. No, right in and I'm making waffles. Right <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> Donkey. Donkey. I'm making waffles. Uh, yeah. Uh, Shrek. 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 <laughs> Check out our Shrek 2 review. 
write in and let us know if it's Eddie Murphy or not because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna look it up. I'm just <laughs> Wonder Woman 1984 because I'm glad we're finally getting something that takes place in the 1980s. Oh man, it's once. about time. <laughs> we, it's an it's really an untapped potential from that era. Um, I thought this movie looks good. Uh, I don't really. Mm. I mean, I like at least visually when she's just web slinging on lightning bolts yeah <laughs> with i thought that on. was kind of entertaining i don't know this movie do, i hmm, i don't think it looks it looks too much like the first one in terms of just like i mean it, it's a little bit more stylized for the 80s i guess but like all the action shots in this trailer are once again in slow motion which is like one of my biggest problems with the first movie is every single time she does something they have to slow it down and show it like like three seconds longer and i'm just like that really annoyed that really annoyed me in the first movie once i noticed it and now i'm just gonna notice it in this Hold movie on. if they do it all no, the time the whole movie was in just regular time are you seeing in slow motion oh, maybe i am <laughs> i think you have a superpower jeez maybe i was but just, it annoys you i had too many shots of espresso i guess <laughs> it just annoys you that's yeah. a superpower that annoys you hey hold on i'm a bo- i just moved in slow motion Wow. I mean, I moved in regular motion, but Holden perceived it in slow motion, and then he yeah. telepathically and communicated that to me. And you just, like, stopped talking on the podcast coincidentally. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Um, yeah, uh, I don't Chris know. Chris Pine is back. He is. I mean, I knew... Captain when, Kirk. I knew Captain Crunch. Happen. Yeah, Captain Crunch. The Kristen evil Wig. of the bad guy probably brings him pa- back. Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal's the bad guy? Yeah. I didn't even know. He was Max, Maxwell Lord. Yeah, he's like this evil. He's like Lex Luthor. Lord, Lord, Lord. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a South Park <laughs> reference for all you out there. Um, but yeah, he uh, he's kind of like, um, he is kind of like Lex Luthor and just like, his Why don't character. they just use Lex? Luthor? I don't. I don't. Well, I don't know. Maxwell Lord. He has literally. Been so like Jesse Eisenberg is like his son, right, in Batman yeah. v Superman. So literally, he's like that's the a right good point. Age, so that's why a don't good you point. just use Lex Luthor? Oh <laughs> wow! All right, DC, you should hire <laughs> us as your writers. All right, there you go. Um, but no, Maxwell Lord. He's, I mean, he's been gaining a little bit more popularity because he's he's been a recurring character in Supergirl. Although I haven't watched Supergirl since the first season, so I don't know if he's in it anymore. I could just be like saying shit. Um, yeah. Uh oh, Kristen Wiig is I, this is like some spoilers I guess, but this is just casting from earlier on. Kristen Wiig is supposed to be playing Cheetah. I don't, I don't know. Who that Cheetah's is. a uh, um, a DC Cheetah. villain. Yeah, <laughs> Chester Cheetah, <laughs> the classic DC villain with <laughs> the Cheeto, Cheeto powers. The Cheeto mascot. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Cheetah's just it. Cheetah's basically the Cats movie. True, because <laughs> it's basically just a human cat hybrid. <laughs> So we'll see. Uh, we'll see how that turns out. Can she run at sixty-five miles really per hour? I really don't know what her powers are. <laughs> She's probably just like has sharp claws or something. She a member of the Cheetah Girls? Maybe. Is she Raven Simone. They should get Raven Simone to be a cheetah. Was she a cheetah girl? Right. Yeah. I never knew. I don't know who any of the cheetah girls are. So that's so Raven. That you didn't grow up that, on that. No. Wow. I didn't watch Disney Channel except for Lilo and Stitch the animated series. Wow. Well, that <laughs> explains a lot, huh? Um, yeah, so I'm gonna give this a Bergeron. I'll give whatever. it a Bergeron. Fine. Wow. <laughs> Your negativity <laughs> really, rubbed off. We're really uh, just down in the dumps on these trailers. I liked Mulan, I guess. I think they're I think they could all be decent movies. 
Yeah, none of them looked like straight up bad. Yeah, none of them were clunkers. No. Um. <laughs> and no wild dogs in this mix. <laughs> uh, but I probably liked the Black Widow trailer the most. Okay, fine. Might be my Marvel bias. That's probably my least favorite trailer. I well, that's enough of that trailer park action, huh? Let's get on to some real news. Oh, about time. Uh, Peter Sarsgaard, if you don't know who that is, I don't know either, really. Uh, but he has probably been cast as Two-Face in Matt Reeves. The Batman, based on some Twitter teases, Matt Reeves tweeted at him. He's like, hey, Peter, something. And then he had the bat symbol. And then Maggie Gyllenhaal tweeted that, like, oh, look, who's his wife, Maggie J- Gyllenhaal, who played Rachel in The Dark Knight. She tweeted like a tease that, oh, he shaved off half his hair, which is like a Two-Face thing. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, he's probably playing uh, Two-Face. I didn't really recognize the other stuff he was No, I'm in. looking at it right now. I haven't seen any of it. If any of you have seen Garden State, apparently that's a good movie. He's Mark in Garden State. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but people seem to think he's a good choice. We'll see, I guess. Um, yeah, I... I mean, I'm excited. Two face in it. We'll get we'll get our Arkham video game in live action. Yes. About time. About <laughs> darn time. How about we just get that next Arkham game? Looking at you, WB Montreal, huh? Listen, I uh, I'm excited uh, for this, especially when one of them turns out to be Clayface. Yes. Oh, I like that. I want Clayface to be in a movie really bad. I like Clayface so much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give this. It was always my favorite part of the the animated series. I'm gonna give it a Bertrand. Uh yeah, I'm gonna give it a I'm gonna give it a Brokaw because wow. he seems like he's probably a good actor. I don't know. Um, Disney issued a warning concerning the rise of Skywalker for quote several sequences with imagery and sustained flashing lights that may affect those who are susceptible to photosensitive epilepsy or have other photosensitivities. Wow. So. <laughs> We're yeah, really a lot scraping of the bottom of the barrel for news this week, Jimmy. <laughs> hey, this was all over the stuff, okay? All right, all right. Okay, we don't have to talk no, about it. No, let's not. Fine, we can discuss it. Uh, <laughs> no, the, uh, I mean, uh, it's not really surprising. It's a Star Wars movie. But the, this is the only movie they've ever done it for, Star huh. Wars related. I guess so. there will be a, a flashy uh, sequence similar to that of The Incredibles 2. Yeah. That I was had that, quite flashy. That's that, the flashiest sequence I've seen all ha- year. I gotta say. That, well, that was last year. All last year. <laughs> that was. They had a. They had a warning for that movie eventually. Um. But yeah, I guess. I mean, that doesn't really do affect re- me. I remember seeing those warnings. Yeah. Did we? We didn't see that movie together. No. no. I mean, that doesn't really affect me. Uh, because I don't. I'm not really sensitive to flashing lights. But I mean, it's good that the warnings are there, and they're there right away. Because a lot of times the movies will like put them out after the movies out, and they get complaints. Yeah. Well, that kind of stinks, though. So, like, what do you do if you have? Do you just like? I don't not know. see the movie or do they like tell I'm sure, you when it is and then you like close your eyes I don't think they'll listen? tell you but I'm sure there's like I mean I know there's websites that will like tell you actually no did this happen for The Last Jedi I don't think so oh no you know what happened for The Last Jedi was when the sound cuts out because people kept thinking that the the uh, the sound quit working when the, she goes through the spoilers for The Last Jedi it's been two years when uh what are what's her name? Admiral Haldo. Holdo. Holdo. 
Holden. It's just my name. <laughs> Admiral Holden. Uh, light speeds through all the Star Destroyers and the sound cuts out. Yeah. And then they, like, people thought the sound broke. But, oh. So they put, like, warnings out. Fine. There's a bombadil. By there the you way, go. Are you happy? By, by the way, that sequence in The Last Jedi is just ripped straight out of uh, the subspace emissary uh, campaign of Super Smash Bros. Brawl. They did it first. That <laughs> that great game. Ryan Johnson. What a hack. God. All right. I'll if you've played that campaign, you know what I'm talking about. Check out our review of Knives Out for some <laughs> more Ryan Johnson commentary. I'm gonna give that a. Uh, I'm gonna give it a Broca. You give it a Broca? The, the, given the warning, yeah. Yeah, Broca for the warning. There you go. <laughs> I'm gonna give it a Bombadil. <laughs> the seventh episode of The Mandalorian. You hear about this show? You've seen this show? No. Uh, will feature a sneak peek of the Rise of Skywalker. Why? I don't know. It releases the next day. So, <laughs> um, I they're showing so many TV spots. I'm not watching, and any I'm of the not TV watching spots. any of them. And they're showing like a sneak peek for some Fortnite thing. I'm like, what are you doing? No, like, quit I'm, showing the movie. I have only seen the trailers really, and like a, few, a little bit of the merchandise. That's about I've it. I've seen a couple of the TV spots, but like they come out that, with like four new ones. There's since. that new droid they're pushing, but that's like all I know. Yeah, the Do. I really don't know. And much then about um, it. apparently I didn't put this on the news because I didn't want to talk about because it it's a spoiler. But like, there's just, like some new force powers that jj oh. abrams talked about i didn't want to know what they were going into it so i'm staying pretty spoiler free of it yeah but oh, please be good i will please be good <laughs> please 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 we're two be weeks good. away and i still haven't bought my tickets i just don't want people to i mean people are gonna like oh god i'm not looking forward to <laughs> i don't want another last jedi situation that was awful <laughs> And it's, it's not because the, it's just the movie, not the movie, because we liked the movie, but the reaction to the movie was just like the worst thing it's ever. It's going to happen again. Two People months. are already excited to tear it to oh shreds. Oh, my God. Um, I'm going to give this a Bombadil. Quit showing the movie. Just save, especially the day before it comes out. Yeah. Just let us Bombadil. wait. Bombadil. Maybe they're saying that because it's going to connect directly to the movie. It's not. <laughs> but you don't know that. Um final piece of news holden uh martin scorsese coming off the success of the irishman is set to begin filming uh his next movie killers of the flower moon in march uh it was i think have i talked about this on the podcast i don't know that i this is a book um about it's a book from 2017 so it's he got on it really quickly um about these very wealthy uh, this small, very wealthy American Indian tribe of like 2,000 people who got kind of for, like forced off their land by white settlers sure. in Kansas, they relocated to like n the middle of nowhere in Oklahoma okay. because it was like this rocky land that nobody wanted and just happened to be on top of like some of the biggest oil reserves Ooh. in the United States. Um, so each person in the tribe got like what was called a head right uh, to the oil so all the oil they basically so they whenever um people came in to prospectors came in to drill the oil everybody in who had a head right got a piece of that and they were all millionaires like wow they were the richest people in the world like it was crazy and then there's this and then all of a sudden they start just like uh 
uh, Osage Indian people start disappearing, showing up murdered. Uh, there are a bunch of um, non-native people moving into the community, Mar- like intermarriages, this cultural clash. Like there's the full blood versus mixed blood uh, tension. It's this huge con- murder conspiracy, plot twist, crazy drama. Uh, it's really interesting if you like mystery, thriller sort of things. All true happened in the 1920s, kind of the birth of the FBI with J. Edgar Hoover as well tied into that. So really interesting. Martin Scorsese all, uh, obviously finds it very interesting. Uh, DiCaprio and De Niro are rumored are rumored to star in the film at having uh, read the book by David Gran, who wrote uh, also The Lost City of Z, which was adapted apparently into that was apparently, a good movie. Yeah, a good movie. Um, so same author, uh, DiCaprio and De Niro, if they're in it, I figure that I know which roles they would play and they would be both very good at it. Nice. Um, so I'm really excited for this. I'm actually working on a research thing for it. It might be like a podcast thing. So maybe I'll put a snippet of it in like a random segment like next week. Wow. But, uh, yeah, so... Man, I really hope that much like uh, in Frozen 2, they play native people. A couple of white folks. Yeah. Thomas <laughs> <laughs> De Niro and, yeah. and Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. Yeah, I think that'd be a, a great touch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I definitely, I think I know who they would play in okay. this. And I won't say more than that. Don't say it then, Jimmy. I'm, I'm excited for it. It's going to be really good. That's all I I'm excited for a new Scorsese movie anytime. Uh, so yeah, starting filming in March, and it's cinema since it's not a Marvel movie. So it is. I'm gonna giving it a Broca. I'm giving it a Broca as well. Two thumbs up, Broca. One thumb up. And your oh oh his other thumb just went up. Two no thumbs up. no, <laughs> you're lying to the people, Jimmy. <laughs> you're lying to the people. Boom rested. Got him. All right, that's the Toms. <laughs> What are we reviewing first here, Holden? Let's get The Mandalorian out of the way, because I don't have a lot to say about it. Yeah, we watched it a while ago. So, it's the fifth episode. Yep. called The Gunslinger. Mm -hmm. Uh, He goes back... Spoilers. Gunslinger is also the name of the first book of the Dark Tower series by Stephen King. There you go. Um, That's the insight we have you on the podcast for. Mm -hmm. And by we, I say me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So... He goes back to Tatooine, Moss Eisley. Yeah. He goes, it's a trip down memory lane. It's not even just another desert planet like Jakku or... Pasana. That, yeah, that other one. <laughs> <laughs> it is It is Tatooine. They go to Moss Eisley, and Amy Sedaris is there. Yeah. I like Amy Sedaris. She's an elf. I liked her in this movie. She's also... Uh, she's Princess, uh, Princess Carolyn from BoJack Horseman. I liked her in this episode. Mm-hmm. I liked her pit droids. Is that what they call them? Yeah, pit droids. Um, I liked nice playing as them in Lego, Lego Star Wars. <laughs> they were worthless. <laughs> they were. Um, they went back to the cantina. I, I love how the guy who's like, we won't serve droids is replaced by a droid. And it's like this automation. Yeah. <laughs> taking everybody's jobs in the Star Wars universe as well. I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> little social commentary. I didn't notice that, Jimmy. But that's why we got you on the podcast. I did notice it while I was watching it. And I'm glad other people like uh, I saw on the internet also noticed nice. it. I was like, yes. Thumbs up. I, 
I don't. Was the guy sitting in the same booth where Han and Greeno? I think so. You it do? looked a lot. It looked very similar. But I mean, all the booths. Listen, after I had been watching that new McClunky scene over and over <laughs> in the new re-edit of Star Wars Episode Four, I think I would know what booth it is. I think that's my new sign-off, McClunky. <laughs> McClunky. <laughs> it's replacing out of Adios Pantalones. <laughs> McClunky. You heard it here first. This is the origin. We'll splice it They'll in. They'll put it in the Wikipedia. Yeah. When uh, about how I got that uh, <laughs> sign off. Someday, you know. Anyway, did not like the, the new guy at first, really at all. I thought he was overacting. The new bounty hunter guy. The new bounty hunter the guy. Fresh meat. I thought he was written like over the top incompetent mm-hmm. at first. However, as the episode went on especially like when he makes his big decision um i thought that worked for me um but yeah like, i mean i thought i thought his his betrayal wait, yeah yeah we're, we're, we're full spoilers yeah um yeah his his betrayal i think works um but i kind of get what you mean I mean, uh, about him being kind of like annoyingly uh, i guess pathetic yeah <laughs> like i start. have no problem with him like being you know a newbie at it and like well, showing obviously like incompetent but like it was like so over the top and distracting to me it's it, that's also and campy like it might an, like it, you could play it off as like an homage to like an old show you know where they go to this place you know like the old westerns and they meet this person and then they do this but like I, don't, I mean, unless a, I hope that's not what this show is, because that's I honestly don't want to see a rehash of old campy Western yeah. shows. It, him, his whole betrayal thing does bring up an interesting problem, though, because like, why does he suddenly think that he can like outsmart the Mandalorian? I don't, and like, no. why does he like like try to betray him? Because he is like new at this. He wasn't like faking being incompetent, so he just like <laughs> I, I don't understand that. I don't need unless he was faking being a cop. I don't think he was. I don't think he was either. I don't know. I think it would have been more interesting had he teamed up with the other bounty hunter. Yeah. Maybe. I don't yeah, know. Not she, killed her. Well, she's alive still, right? Maybe. Who do you think it is at the end? Boba Fett? <laughs> I'll put Boba I don't Fett. Know. <laughs> They're on Tatooine. Alright, he's climbed out of the Sarlacc. He's been wandering for miles and he finds that he finds her. I hope so. Who do you think it is? I really have no. It's probably not anyone we know. Aww. If I'm being honest, maybe uh, Werner Herzog or his gang. That's it's probably the emperor. Yeah, just the emperor. <laughs> just, He's back. He just lands in the dirt, <laughs> just in the middle of the desert. Ah, so what, this is where that shaft went, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't. I I think that character at the end is just some Boba Fett. You heard it here first. Lock it in. Send the- it. They, uh, it's very apparent that they like filming at night to hide the to be, the the effects. I think which effects, just like any of them, because I think like I mean the effects for the most part look good, and I think that's because like during the day they put money towards those scenes, but I think they save money and make the effects at night look worse, and then they just hide it with the darkness. That's how a lot of movies do it. So I assume that's because like the entire last battle in the last episode was in the dark. And a good chunk of this one was in the dark. It was, but I the the last I, it also works with the plot to do this one, and I think it just like, in terms of like, horror 
worked in the last episode. So I mean, maybe they're do maybe they're doing it for that, or maybe it's just an added benefit to something they had already kind of planned, and then that was like I'm betting they're. I, I would guess they're choosing to do it before they write it in. Okay, that Mr. Cynical lesson. <laughs> Um, I don't know. Anything else to say about this episode? Baby, Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda's good as always, man. Always the best There's part. They're selling those plushies, let oh, me yeah. tell you. They're not gonna be out until April. I was like, I was like, man, I'm gonna pre-order one or like get one. At, hopefully, get one by Christmas or something. But no, nah, they they ain't coming out. Till I like, like April. how they didn't make them to like so they it wasn't spoiled. But like the memes, man, they yeah. didn't anticipate the memes. Yeah, the memes are like viral Kathleen right now. Kennedy, They're gonna man. be. It's gonna die out by the wow. time April comes around. Like, it is. Yeah. So I don't know what they're doing. I wonder when. Se- do they know when season two is coming out? I would. I would. Since they had it confirmed like months ago, I would guess it's coming out like around this time next year. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Do you, anything else to add on this episode, or just going? Not on? really. I Give mean, it rating. is. It's it's a filler episode. So, but I mean, it's it's a pretty. Good, it's better than the last episode, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I didn't love it. I didn't no hate it. I feel like I love I the second and third episodes. I love. Yeah, they're really good. But four and five have lost a little bit of steam for me. We got three episodes left. I don't remember what I gave the last episode, but. I think I gave it a seven and a half. I probably will give the same to this one. Uh, maybe eight. I'll give know. this one a seven and a half, I think. Yeah. I'll, I'll stick with that, too. There we go. That's that, that. That's The Mandalorian on to A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. <laughs> Hello, neighbor. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. I'm not going to join you. Okay. That's going to take too long. This no. is non-spoiler <laughs> uh, for A Beautiful Day. For Tom Hanks, Mr. Rogers For Tom movie. Hanks, Mr. Rogers movie that we saw on mm-hmm. thir- Thursday night, Friday night. Friday night. Friday night. It's not Friday night. It's Sunday night. Yeah. Holding thoughts on this movie. All right. This movie was really good. I really, really liked it. I'm glad I put it on my top. I remember I had it on my top 10 most anticipated movies of the year, and it was kind of a bit of a gamble, but it was because Tom Hanks is playing Mr. Rogers, and I think it was worth putting it on that list because this movie had me grinning ear to ear, Jimmy. It was a nice movie, a very nice movie. Yeah. I, this movie, I should have had it on my top 10. Mm-hmm. You were right to do so. You were also right about Dr. Sleep, Holden. Here I am. <laughs> Here you are, just being right over there. I don't uh, remember if I have any movies on my top ten. I was I don't think Frozen Two was on there. Maybe it was. No, but I doubt it. We'll go back we'll I'll go back and listen to that terrible first <laughs> episode and see where I was at. Um But yeah, this movie is it's fantastic. I mean it just it's one of those where you get done watching it and you just want to be a better person. Yeah. And you feel all warm and fuzzy inside. Yeah, you do. Oh my god. <laughs> and you just I, love everything and you're just I like I was like I was like tearing up in this movie. I like came close to crying just because I was so happy with how things were and um, <laughs> I probably would have cried had I don't have any nostalgia of Mr. Rogers because I never I don't grew either. up watch I never grew up watching him, so I don't either. Um I I've just kind of like I don't. I don't know when I started like enjoying him or like learning about him, 
it was probably within the last few years, but I started becoming, uh, I, I would kind of like read up on him and I would just kind of like became fascinated with his, him as like his, his like character as a person. Um, and then I went and saw the a documentary that came out last year, I believe, um, uh, won't you be my neighbor? Mm-hmm. And I loved that documentary, that document. And I think that part, that was part of the thing that fueled my anticipation for this movie, but that documentary was fantastic. It's like near perfect, uh, for, in terms of documentaries for me. Um, it didn't yeah. even get a nomination. Did no, it? got it completely snubbed. I loved it. Yeah. Free Solo one though, which uh, Free Solo is really Apparently good. It's good. Haven't seen that. It's on Disney Plus. Definitely worth. I'll a watch, watch it. I'll watch Definitely it. Definitely worth the watch. A Rolex, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this look. Tom Hanks is Tom Hanks. I I was talking to my dad about it, and he said it was a little distracting for him that it was Tom Hanks in the role mm-hmm. because it's Tom Hanks. But for me. I disagreed, and the way I articulated it was that I think it's less important that Tom, because the big thing for him was like Tom Hanks just didn't really look like Mister Rogers, yeah, and he doesn't. doesn't. And I'm like, to me, it's more important that Tom Hanks is like the closest actor to Mister Rogers in real life. Yeah, he and is. And that authenticity that you have, that preconceived notion, or our perception of Tom Hanks as a person, with him playing Mister Rogers. That that just aligns, yeah. where, as opposed to having someone who looks more like Mister Rogers but is not like a Listen, living. It wouldn't be the same saint. if you got like Mickey Rourke or Dennis Quaid to no. play <laughs> to play Mister Rogers. No, it wouldn't. Um, so I thought Tom Hanks was excellent in the role. Um, however, this really isn't his movie. No, he's, it's not. He's the supporting. I mean, he's. A huge part of it, of mm-hmm. course, but this is not the story of Mr. Rogers. This is the story of Lloyd Vogel, a uh, journalist, mm. cynical journalist like the one to my left. Am I right? <laughs> I related a lot to his character. <laughs> no, I didn't really. Um, uh, Lloyd Vogel, um, based I, on a true story. I haven't read the article. I haven't yet either. I um, I went in knowing, like knowing that that it wasn't really about Mr. Rogers. And I so kind of did too. It didn't like, I mean, I think some people have been kind of disappointed with that, but no one seems to really be upset with it. I think like they may have been disappointed at first, but I think it worked really well mm-hmm. too. Um, Mr. Rogers was more of like a framing and like thematic device more than anything for this guy's story. Yes. Matthew Reese is the actor. And I thought he was excellent. He I was mean, he just good. looked his resting face was like perfect for this role. Yeah. Just someone who just looks miserable. Yeah. But like holding it together. Yeah. Just to like trudge through their life. Because he has like a good family or like, I mean a a good family and a good job and everything. And he has like, he has what should be a good life, but he's just like not happy. And he has a reason to be resentful Mm -hmm. uh, for something that happens in his life. And that kind of, creates this conflict with someone close to him mm-hmm. um so yeah i i thought matthew reese did a great job as this lloyd vogel i thought uh susan kalecki watson i think is how you say her name was great as his wife yeah i mean she wasn't in it like a whole lot but, but she was yeah. when she was in it she was very good yeah uh chris cooper who plays jerry vogel his father i thought was also very yeah, good he was great um, Which I I need to look up who that I recognize. I him recognize him too. I'm gonna I'm gonna look at it. Right I now. got him right here. Oh, okay, let's see. He is also in these. He's in American <laughs> Those Beauty. Those movies that I haven't I, seen. What have I seen him in? 
write in and let us know what the we've Patriot. seen Chris Cooper in. Uh, <laughs> the Muppets. Muppets? From I've seen that movie. What have I seen him in? Um, stand by, folks. Cars 3. <laughs> <laughs> wow, he looks so familiar. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I've just seen I, him in like a trailer for something. I, I don't yes. know. Um, yeah, he's very good, though. He's very good as the, the father. Uh, oh, go ahead. Uh, well, what, did you have something more to say about acting? No. Okay. Um, one of the things I really loved about the movie was the direction of this movie. Um, specifically, like, the framing. Okay, we had some technical difficulties. Holden had some technical difficulties. <laughs> it wasn't the, the normal thing where my uh, my thing overloads or whatever, but no, I, like, my levels all of a sudden just shot up, and there wasn't any way for me to, to adjust them down without unplugging. So we just stopped for a moment Hold and the plug. got it fixed. <laughs> Yeah, we literally pulled the plug on this podcast. But you were talking about how it was the the miniatures. Yeah, in yeah. Transitions. The uh, yeah, the establishing shots are uh, largely done with the uh, like miniatures that they would use on the show or similar type of thing. Um, and not only that, but there is just a lot of like various elements like puppets and sets from the show that are kind of present throughout the movie not not even just when mr rogers is filming but just kind of at various points um the whole the whole movie is almost being told by mr rogers that's uh, i mean that starts right at the beginning of the movie um which i thought was kind of an interesting way to set it up i don't know how much i liked that honestly i didn't like hate it I don't know how much it added for me because it was kind of told by him, but it, it yeah w- wasn't a huge part of the movie. Yeah, I almost wish they had done that a little bit more, just because like they do it, a f- they they g- cut back to it a couple times at the beginning of the movie, but then they don't really explore it in- anymore until like the end. And so I I, I liked it, but I could have used it more. I thought so. It kind of the movie kind of this starts with Mister Rogers kind of explaining i have this friend who has this problem and mm. it's uh uh what's the what's his name the character lloyd vogel lloyd vogel um and for me the beginning my my biggest issue with this movie is that i thought the pacing at the beginning was really slow and took a while to get into the movie and a lot of that took place with uh Mr. Rogers introducing kind of the plot. I don't think that was really necessary. I think you could have just cut that whole part out and just started. Yeah, I, I like. I, well, I like that it's there, but I kind of agree. It like slows it. It slows it down a lot at the beginning. I think it's very true to how like Mr. Rogers would do things because I mean he. he I mean he would talk slow, uh, for kids. I, I think that was his thing. Or, I mean, he would talk to kids, you know, like how and treat them with how he thought they should be treated, but he would like make sure that they understand. And so he kind of did that same thing here, but it did kind of like slow it down. So it's kind of like, I don't, I mean, I don't wish he would have gone any faster through it because it would have been disingenuous to his uh, character, but I don't know. Snip, snip, cut it out. <laughs> That's what I say. I, I want it there. Um, this movie was a lot more abstract than I thought it was going to be in yeah. certain places. Um, Very there's abstract. kind of a part in the middle where things are definitely not realistic. I yeah. would just say, um, I think it worked though. And I'll mm. get why it worked for me in spoilers, but I will just say, don't 
go into this movie expecting a movie about Mr. Rogers mm-hmm. as the main character and a movie that's strictly formal in terms of the production of it. Yeah, I was really worried it was going to be like a very kind of by the numbers like drama with some biopic, you know, things in there. But it 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 made its own mark and it was it was unique yeah. in a lot of ways. Um, I really liked the soundtrack of this movie. Yeah. I thought it was great because it, it mostly uses like instruments that you would have heard. On, I mean, it's another thing, like a lot of instruments you would have heard on the, the TV show, Mr. Rogers Neighborhood um, uh, in like the theme song or just kind of various background uh, musics. There was a lot of piano and a lot of um, kind of just like little bell, literal bells and whistles and stuff that were used. And I thought it worked really well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have anything to add before we give our review or give our rating and go into spoilers? Uh, no, we can get into a lot of stuff in spoilers. All right. I'm going to give this movie a 9 out of 10. Very solid movie. Yeah, I think I'll give it, yeah, I'll give it a 9 out of 10 as well, Jimmy. It just left us grinning. I know I was smiling. All I that. was so Holden happy. Holden was smiling. Um, yeah, just left me all warm and fuzzy inside and made me want to be a better person. Yeah. So... There you go. I think it'd be it's good to see this movie. Like it's a mm. it's a nice exercise to make you make you feel compelled to do nice things for other people. Exactly. Exactly. Go see it if you like these types of movies. Go see it if you're a bad person. And yeah. You need to change. Maybe, maybe you'll become a good person. Hold them. Maybe you should see it again, huh? Uh, thanks three or five, three or four times. <laughs> On to spoilers. Mr. Rogers kills a guy. <laughs> it was such a weird tonal shift. I was not expecting it. Wow. Okay. It's obviously, like cold blood. Obviously, that did not happen in the movie. No, of course not. But uh, ow, what a wild t- movie that would have been, huh? Yeah. <laughs> but I really did like uh, Lloyd Vogel's character arc in this yeah. and his relationship with his father because he's really, I mean, he's very relatable in terms of like he did not create his own problems like they're yeah. not his fault it's not his fault his dad was a terrible person mm-hmm. and left he and his sister to watch their mom literally scream herself yeah that death. was i was like that really that dark. part that part got me like cringing in my seat but in a good way yeah. i was like oh no um however like his inability to forgive and kind of confront his emotions Mm -hmm. which i think is a problem a lot of people share yeah um or at least will relate to once in their life with something that would be hard to forgive um i think that just i think that helps sell this movie and his whole like animosity towards mr rogers at first and i like the scenes where mr rogers is kind of just a weird creep just yeah. kind of like he's like Mr. Rogers is a little weird. Like, he, oh, he's definitely very weird. Yeah, he's like strange. But he's a well-intentioned weird person. And I like how Lloyd Vogel's like, what enough of this. This is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But um, this is where that abstract filmmaking comes in for me. I think without that stuff in the second act his shift from being so cynical to being more open to change would have felt a little abrupt, Mm -hmm. but I think having him become like part of the show, um, kind of symbolizes his inner 
conflict. Yeah. With struggling to like reconcile with, I need to forgive my dad, but my dad also did this terrible thing, but maybe people can change. Mm -hmm. And him battling with those emotions, I think having that helped me connect that as like, it portrayed to me an extended period of time of internal struggle Mm -hmm. that I would not have gotten had the movie just stayed formally formal in its, you know, production uh, like it was for pretty much the rest of the movie outside of those Mr. Rogers kind of telling the story. Yeah. Moments. Yeah. Cause I mean like even that whole, it's probably like 10 minutes or so uh, that whole part of the movie, even when he's not like acting as the puppet, he was also like, he just like appears on the show and he, or he like walks in and you think he's going to like interview Mr. Rogers, but then he's like, Oh no, you're on the show. And it was Mm kind of like, it was very odd. Um, but yeah, I thought that whole sequence was, I agree. It was probably his critical turning point. I like how this could like have turned into a horror movie. Really yeah. Easily. I was like, I mean, when he like becomes the puppet uh, or his, his rabbit or whatever, I I was like, this is like freaky, <laughs> especially when he like turns and looks at the tiger and the it's tiger, really, yeah, the close-ups Daniel, the of tiger the, or whatever. The close-ups of the stuffed animals or the puppets, excuse me, are creepy. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the Mr. Rod like, I'm Daniel the tiger. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, so good to meet you, Mr. Old Rabbit. <laughs> I thought like, whoa. I thought it was fascinating. I, I kind of wanted to see now if this is true, because I don't think this was something that was explored in the documentary, but I thought it was fascinating how the behind the scenes for the show worked, mm-hmm. at least how it was presented in this, because, like, Mr. Rogers has, like, no interest in the actual, like, m- like making of it or anything, but he is, like, the crux of it all, and so they all, like, everyone gets, like, very annoyed with him, but they have to put up with it. <laughs> and so like i mean he's got like assistants that are like oh my god he's like he's been on stage for like an hour talking to this kid like we need to get him off but yeah for the make-a-wish thing yeah um so i thought i thought that was really interesting i also loved that shot of him like doing daniel the tiger and him like sitting backstage Mm -hmm. and and, uh voicing it yeah i thought that was the monitor yeah yeah i I thought that was great um yeah i it was just such a heartwarming movie that was also incredibly like depressing at the same time mm-hmm. yeah because i mean it's not you're not you can't go into it like i keep making comparisons to the documentary but the documentary is for the most part a pretty like happy time uh with a little bit of like sadness thrown in but this is this is a lot more uh, i guess even because there is there is a lot of sad stuff but it has like good emotional payoff that makes it like overall a happy movie yeah it just makes you it's like we could use a mr rogers man mm-hmm. right now yeah <laughs> in modern times so maybe you know seeing this movie we could all be a little bit more like mr rogers i like how the dad <laughs> the dad was like literally wearing like gold chains and i was like wow he just looks like a sleaze bag <laughs> like but I, he'd like for the most part like you can tell you can tell like he's of that generation where it's yeah. like he says like sexist things without realizing he's Mm. being sexist or whatever but he's like almost like he's a you like see him as a sleazebag but for the whole movie he's trying to like yeah reconcile with his son yeah he's like at least trying to show and he's show he's changed 
And he doesn't like like anytime it's not like a thing where anytime Lloyd like ignores him, he like yells back at him or anything. Because no, he just is like he's sad that his son doesn't want to like reconcile with him. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, I thought he did a great job. I thought his wife was an interesting character because she like didn't know anything about yeah her husband's past mm-hmm. and now and uh, Lloyd takes a lot of his anger out on her as well. Mm-hmm. And so she has to like cope with that. But seeing that those two make amends and come together and then him learning how to be a better father for his son is like, oh, and I love the part. I love the part when he's like, you know, you should go back to work, honey, because like I'll stay at home with uh, Gavin and (laughs) and she's like, are you sure about that? He's like, yeah, we talked about it. Gavin and I talked about it already. We're on the same. Yeah, (laughs) I like that little line. That's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, just a good movie, man. Go see it. Go support it. Well, this is spoilers, so hopefully you have seen it. Yeah. But if you haven't, what are you doing? Still go, go see, see it. it. Even if you know the plot, I mm. think. Um, just a good, wholesome time. That it's it's interesting because like, Mister Rogers wasn't afraid to shy away from deep subjects. Yeah. And this movie, is like. It's very mature, but it's also very wholesome. Yeah. So I think if you wanted to introduce, say, like you're a parent or something, and you wanted to introduce something, like, deeper to a kid, like, maybe this is interesting, maybe not. I In don't many know. ways, that makes it the perfect Mr. Rogers movie. Oh, there you go. Look at that. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you listen to us, folks. Maybe <laughs> not. Like maybe that. it's just incredibly inappropriate. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. What is this rated? PG-13, I think. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's very good. I like it. Yeah. Watch it. Are we done with that? Yep. Are we done? On to Wild that? Hogs. Wild Hogs. Well, it's finally here, Holden. It's about damn time. <laughs> We've been trying to delay it as long as possible. But no longer. But thanks to our friend Cole, who left us a five-star review on iTunes and his request that we do Wild Hogs. Here we are, about to do Wild Hogs. Let's just do spoilers. Let's not yeah, do No one cares about this movie, if so we're going full spoilers. Movie, if you've seen this movie, we apologize. <laughs> <laughs> and if you haven't seen this movie, don't see this movie and just listen to this review. What do we want to talk about first? All right, let's give overall impressions. This movie is like the worst movie I've seen all year, <laughs> I think. And I, it like sucks because if we do like a top 10 list or whatever at the end of the year, I can't say this is like the worst movie of the year because it didn't come out this year. But no. this, is pro- this is probably the worst movie I've watched this year. <laughs> um, it is awful in pretty much every way it's boring for a lot of it it's not even like like there are some parts that are so bad it's funny but for a lot of it it's not even that it was funny because like the first 30 minutes kind of breezed by i'm like oh the pacing's not too bad and immediately after i said that the movie just ground to a halt. (laughs) this movie is an hour and 40 minutes long just way too long (laughs) it's a solid 10 to 15 minutes too long Uh, at least yeah John Travolta is an alien. He does John Travolta not, is not a real person. <laughs> he's just pretending to be a real person in this movie. Oh, should we give a synopsis? No. 
No. Yeah, just no, kidding. I want to give a quick one just yeah. so people know what it's about. Anyway, this movie is about these four bikers who are middle older, aged. middle aged, midlife crisis. Yeah, they're like, oh man, we we're bikers, but we don't bike out in the in on the open road. We should go do that. They're and all so suburban they go, dads yeah. for the most part. And so then we they go out on a road trip to the Pacific Ocean, and they live somewhere on the East Coast. I don't know where. I think it was Ohio. Was it Ohio? I, yeah, they had like a Cincinnati Reds like banner in a bar. Oh, they were at okay. the end of the game, end yeah. of the movie. So okay, so they uh, they were in Ohio. Yeah. Um. So yeah. They, so they're like it's to reclaim their yeah. youth and glory. It's Tim Allen, John Travolta, Martin Lawrence, and William H Macy are the four yeah. the four dads. And uh, honestly, I think Tim Allen and William H Macy were fine. Tim, okay. Tim Allen, I'm not going to give any props to, but not really detract anything from just because he didn't really do anything. No, like, he was you just would think he's, there. like, the main character, but he's not. Yeah, like, I, he's he's kind of the straight man, I guess, mm-hmm. out of all of them. I mean, like, it, which is weird since he's, like, a comedian, and he's, like, I think he's top billing on the movie, too. Um, but, yeah, he is just kind of the straight man, and he's whatever. He has a few unfunny jokes, which I guess is probably, like, why I'm more inclined to dislike him. But for the most part, he doesn't really do much. But, like, acting-wise, I thought he, like, fit his role. Yeah. Well, he plays the same role in everything. Yeah. It's just Tim Tim Allen, a conservative, like, (laughs) middle-aged man who's trying to keep his manhood. That's why he has an entire show based around that. And William H. Macy, I think, plays the comic relief role well i mean like who else would have been better in that i don't know well, i mean william william h macy he does have a few like funny parts he has a really funny line in it that i don't know if we'll get into <laughs> but um uh he i mean he has some like physical he humor kind that's of plays kind of like funny. brick you know in, yeah he's in, like uh, the brick of the anchorman yeah and I, I mean even the parts where i laughed at him though like I don't really Mainly know if I thought it was that just was that bad. Yeah, I don't really know if it was like that funny because most of the time it was just like him falling off a bike, <laughs> which like in any other movie wouldn't be funny. But just because I was like so like like starved for laughs, I think I just thought it was hilarious. I think he's the only good part of the movie. Okay, I mean he gave he did like a good performance, I guess. John Travolta is. T- terrible really bad so bad he cannot act i don't know like <laughs> we were discussing on the way over here like we don't know how like he like was so good in pulp fiction and like his older movies where he's apparently good um i haven't seen a movie he's good in besides pulp fiction but apparently there's some um, i like bolt man <laughs> <laughs> bolts i have a soft spot bolt battlefield earth um and uh robin lawrence is that the other guy martin lawrence martin lawrence of bad boys fame with will will smith yeah <laughs> he's like the token black character he in this really is that's like very sexist homophobic movie okay this movie is really homophobic which like and i it, and it's not fun it's no. like it's blatantly just homophobic Me- to be to like play to that audience I'll, I'll admit i have like a dark sense of humor so if like a homophobic joke has a point i'll think it's funny but like it's it's just homophobic to be homophobic like i mean like because like stuff in south park and whatnot's funny it, or it can be funny but like this it's just like it's just homophobic yeah it's really, it's really like really it's bad. in bad taste very bad taste 
and it really ages poorly. Yeah. And there is a lot in this movie. Yeah. It's like there's like a whole I, I don't know at what point in the movie it is. Well, I guess it's before the thirty minute mark. There's a lot. Because there's that whole like the whole forest stuff is just like a homophobic joke after another. Yeah. And it's just like it's not funny. It's um I can't remember the actor's name, but it's uh whoever plays uh Dr. Cox in the scrubs. He's like this he's this officer that comes and he's just the butt of a homophobic joke pretty much. A few times. A few times. It's not even just really once. bad. Yikes. Yeah. Um <laughs> I'm just double checking making making sure it is Dr. Cox. Yeah, Dr. Cox. John Mc, John McGinley. That's his name. Um Yeah. Um once they get to the town, it's so boring. Yeah. It like because they they spend they spend a lot of the movie like half the movie in this town because I th- if the whole movie was just on the road and they'd make these stops it would almost like I don't want to make this like a favorable comparison <laughs> but it would it, it remind it would remind me of something like the end of the f-ing world on Netflix where the every episode in that show they like basically introduce a new side character that is only there in that episode and it's like all a road trip and so it, that's that would almost remind me of that. Not a favorable comparison because this movie is far, far worse. Um, but yeah, no, they they just settle down in this town for the rest of the movie and it's boring. Ray Liotta's in there. Ray Liotta, and what are you doing? <laughs> I, you I also made the went comment from Goodfellas to this movie. I made the comment to Jimmy that, uh, that this it, in the same year he was in this and also had a guest appearance in B movie. So a good year for Ray Liotta is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um. Yeah, he, he's he's overacting the hell out of his role, but it's not even, like, super enjoyable. It's not like, I don't know, it's not like an enjoyable hamming it up type thing. It's just like, you know, whatever. Yeah. Well, he is hamming it up, but, yeah. like, but it not really definitely a... does not need to be Ray Liotta. No. He could have gotten, gotten some and... actor that's not respected. <laughs> <laughs> or just less expensive. Yeah, right? Boy, this movie's bad. You have anything else to say about I, it? I I feel like there's more I want to say about it, but I don't know. You already just forgot it because it was. We literally watched it right before recording. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> it's it's just like it's so forgettable. All the jokes. I mean, yeah. There's like a fight at the end of the movie that but just then they goes on, but fight. then it doesn't. Yeah. The Ray Liotta they like, kill a couple people. Yeah. They have with to like have. no repercussions. Okay. So, yeah, John Travolta's character, like, cuts the fuel lines of Ray Liotta's bike gang, and then it just, like, they blow up the bar. There is no way that no one died from that. (laughs) There had to have been someone inside that bar, or at least someone get hit by, like, the debris or the explosion. There's no way no one died. Nobody got burned or anything. No, they're all fine. Yeah. Um... And then the Ray Liotta's dad just randomly shows up at the end. He's like, what are you doing, son? You're I wanted to posers. know who that actor was because I was like, is he like a famous biker or something? I like, don't know. It just kind of seemed like a cameo appearance. It did, but like I didn't recognize him. Like, what's that. his name who plays uh, of the Rolling Stones who plays Jack Sparrow's dad? Is that Keith David? Is that his name? I can't even remember. Keith Richards. Keith Richards. I think that's his name. I'm saying names and people are going to get mad at me that I don't know the name of the the guitarist from Rolling Stones or bassist or whatever he is. You should cut this whole part out, Jimmy. Nope. It's all <laughs> staying in here. 
Yeah. Keith Richards, that's it. <laughs> that was worth it. It was worth it. For that Pirates of the Caribbean reference. For all of those, for all of you who remember that. Um, yeah. Uh, two out of ten. There's my rating. I'm done talking about this movie. <laughs> I like Wayne H. Macy. Listen, I'm, I'm trying to like come up with more things to talk about just because like we were requested to do this and we've gone for like eight minutes on it. <laughs> We watched the movie. We endured it. I paid $3. I didn't even bother to rent the HD version because I'm like, I'm not oh, paying the extra Oh, we didn't mention the soundtrack. Oh, was it? I don't even remember it. No, remember? Because at the beginning, it's so oh, obnoxious. It's so obnoxious. <laughs> it's, it's so like, loud. It's like it's like generic sitcom like or comedy. It's like, do, 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 do. It's, and it's really very loud. Bad. And it's persistent for the whole thing first 30 minutes I should of the see, movie. I should say that's the score. The soundtrack is fine because it's mostly classic rock tunes, but also it's just very hyper-masculine too. Like, this movie is just made for, like, middle-aged people of that era, I think. I think that's what... I mean, middle-aged people who don't have a good taste in movies, that's what it's aiming for. This feels like the epitome of a bad mid-2000s comedy. Yeah, Which, it does. Yeah. Same guy who directed Old Dogs. Which yeah, you another great film starring John Travolta. Hey, if one of you requests we watch Old Dogs, we'll do it. <laughs> we don't have it yet though, so <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's hard to find things to say about this movie because it's just not good and it's boring. It's not funny. Do you have a rating? <laughs> I'm gonna give it a one out of ten. <laughs> one out of ten. This movie gets a one out. This is the lowest rating I've given on uh, on the podcast. I'm not even like super enthusiastic about it. It's mine too. It's not like Frozen Two where we could rant about it. It's no. just like this movie drained us. <laughs> don't watch it. <laughs> Didn't even like try to be good. No. <laughs> I don't know. It's probably on the same level of like a Grown Ups. Just bad. I've never seen Grown Ups, so I won't compare it. Yeah. Yeah, one out of ten. This movie is very bad. Yeah. All right. So, well, if you want us to endure a bad movie like Wild Hogs or a, a movie that is one of your favorites, then you can leave us a five-star review on iTunes and write it. So you can write uh, what you like about the podcast. And also, if you include, like, wouldn't it be great uh, if they reviewed whatever movie you'd like to insert there or just something mm. else so we know what movie We'll take that. We'll add it to a queue, and we, when we'll get to that movie, we will review it after we get to the other ones. We certainly will. Next is City of God. City of God. Apparently an actually good movie. An actually good movie. So, so you we'll, can do those, too. We'll do that at some point, probably soon. I like it if we just start doing these more. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we have another one after that, but I think... I think that's it. So, we, if, so if, yeah. you, if you send us a five-star review or a Patreon donation and they give us the name of a movie, you'll be third. You'll be third. And third is a turd, just like Wild Hogs. What wow. are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? Holden, what are you doing? What am I doing, Jimmy? I... I've done some stuff this week. Um, I well, that's new. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> I actually watched a couple of movies. I had forgotten I had watched one of them until like 10 minutes ago when I was thinking about it. But um, one of the movies I watched I was uh, District 9. 
uh, which yeah. is uh, directed by Neil Blomkamp, uh, and it's basically, I mean, it's a movie that, it's a science fiction movie. I think it's South, a- well, it's set in South Africa, and I don't know if it's actually South African, but I mean, it, it, it's a South African movie, and it's very obviously like a an allegory for like race relations. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think specifically within South Africa, but just kind of wherever as Apartheid. well. Yeah. Um, but it, I mean, it's, it's obvious about its, it's, it's message, but it's very good and it goes beyond just saying that. So it's like, it is a pretty smart movie, but beyond being like a smart movie, it's also very entertaining. It's got some very unique sci-fi elements to it. I really like the setting of just like this, this like gross, uh, slimy slums of uh south africa of uh johannesburg specifically um and yeah it's it's very good very great lead performance i can't i had the lead actor's name on the tip of my tongue just a second i'm gonna look it up oh uh, charlotte copley he's like i think he's in like all of neil blomkamp's movies um but he's also, for those of you who like hardcore Henry, he's uh, Jimmy in that movie. <laughs> he plays Jimmy. <laughs> and he's very good in that movie. I'm Jimmy. No, no, Charlotte Copley is. No, I'm Jimmy. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, really good movie. I I think I gave that one like an 8 or 9 out of 10 as as well on my letterboxed. <laughs> there he goes again. Um, but Shout out to my cousin Nick who got a letterboxed too. So now I get to hear... From two from people. Mul- it's like a two front war i'm <laughs> going on only a matter right of time now. before you get one jimmy yeah um but oh uh another thing i wanted to say about it is the effects hold up pretty well especially for being i think a relatively low budget movie from 2009 it looks really good for the most part i think it was nominated for best picture when it came out which surprised me i was looking at the wikipedia page and i think it said it was nominated so i was like wow good for it it's a good movie um, it came out a couple years ago. What? I said it came out a couple years ago. It is also a good movie, though. Yeah, it is. Didn't get nominated for Best Picture. That darn Academy, I tell you. God, ya. biased. Biased bunch of hacks. Yeah, that's Unless what I we say. get on the Academy. Oh, Green Book's the Best Picture. <laughs> <laughs> um, then the other big movie I watched this week was I finally watched High School Musical, Jimmy. Oh, yeah. I had never seen High School Musical, and I watched I've it this week. I've seen the high school itself. Oh, really? It's Salt Lake City, Utah. Really? Wow. I drove past it. Oh, nice. It, um, I don't like it, but the music is, I really like the music. Which ones? The uh, Which We're songs? I like most of the songs in it, actually. Like, I, I... We're soaring. I, even though... <laughs> <laughs> Even though I never like watched it when I like I was exposed to the music. Listen, <laughs> Jimmy, I was exposed to the music as well. But um, I so I have a little bit of nostalgia for that era. But I think like genuinely some of the music is pretty good, especially for a Disney Channel movie. Like this movie also has a higher production, or it looks like it has a higher production value than most Disney Channel movies, which I have to give it credit for. It doesn't look like shit, like most of them do. <laughs> so like, 
Um, also, like Zach Efron. Are you Efron, telling me that the special effect and uh, special effects and twitches do not hold up? Is that a movie? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it looks better than Camp Rock. I've, oh jeez, never watched that. Um, but never got on that Demi Lovato train. I was tell that you, Demi Lovato. Yeah. Some Jonas Brothers and that Jonas too? Brothers. That I was like the, the beginning of Demi, though. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, that. But I like it's kind of cool seeing Zac Efron like his, especially where he's gone since. Now that he's Ted Bundy <laughs> on Netflix. <laughs> but I mean, he's Zac just like Efron is hilarious. Yeah, Zac Efron really is hilarious like Zac, and like Zac a pre- a really good actor now. I'm glad that he's like gone on to do good things. <laughs> but he's like pretty good in High School Musical. Like, I mean, he's not a he wasn't a bad actor back then. I mean, he was. Uh, I mean, he was unexperienced, inexperienced, not unexperienced. Um. But yeah, I'm, it's all right. I, I gave it like a five out of 10. I mostly, what I just said there was like most of all the highlights. Everything else was pretty bad about it. Um, uh, what else? I don't know. I've just been watching a lot of South Park. Oh, I did. I I started, started playing a game called No More Heroes. Jimmy, you ever hear about this game? No More Heroes? Nope. It's on the Wii. It's a hack and slash game. It's kind of weird because it's like a button, uh, almost like a button masher game in the way that you like like hit and cut up people, but like it we utilizes weird uh, motion, like kind of creatively in the way you do like finishing moves and stuff. It's also just like very gory and very inappropriate. It's like just really for Nintendo. Yeah. Well, it's like it's rated M, and just like whenever you kill someone, whenever you do a finishing move, you like cut off their head, and just like a spray, like fountains of blood come out. It's just like very comical, and every time you like have to save, you have That's to like not funny. Oh yeah, death isn't funny, and every time you save, you go to the bathroom. Like you have to go to the bathroom to save your game. It's just kind of like it's it's a very like quirky and weird game. I'm having a good time though, but that's about where I'm at, Jimmy. I finished Jedi Fallen Order. I beat oh, the game. You told me this. Um, the way I would... So this is going to be like my little review. This is what they'll put on like Rotten Tomatoes or whatever the equivalent for the Metacritic, you know, whatever they say. Um, but I would say take Rise of the Tomb Raider, um, God of War, and The Force Unleashed, throw them in a bag, and then make like an 8 out of 10 version of that. And that's what Jedi Fallen Order is <laughs> in its current state. Um, I would say the highlights for me are the combat. Uh, certain elements of the story. Um, and kind of, it's a highlight and a negative, but exploring. Mm-hmm. Um I say it's kind of a negative too. I didn't love the way, not necessarily how the map works, but just kind of the level design. It's very much like a labyrinth where I wish it was more like, um, you know, you know, when like an uncharted four and in lost legacy and those two primarily, uh, how it's just those there are parts where it's really open mm-hmm. and it's non-linear there but it's still kind of linear and you can explore but you don't have to and it's very easy to get from place to place but that's you still nice. like you have a map it's not just like like there's not like an icon that's like go over here this is where you need to go but so it's kind of like that nice balance that's not what Fallen Order is like at all really Fallen Order is very much like a very complicated labyrinth each planet you go 
So you'll go to like the objective, you'll get there, and then you like need to get back to your ship, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh my gosh, because <laughs> it's just a maze to get back. Oh great! And so sometimes it's like follow the enemies. If you run into enemies, that's kind of good, but. Maybe I'm not the most geographically inclined person either, so maybe people would have done better. I just I got an A in geography, Jimmy. I did too, but <laughs> I'm not as geographically inclined as you, Holman. Right. You always know where you're going. I do. Um, but I would say, just in terms of level design, like I liked exploring, but it was kind of like if I go exploring, am I gonna just have to? find my way back and that would sometimes be no fun Mm. and traversal is sometimes just way more difficult than it needs to be it's not very forgiving which is weird like you'll go you like jump towards something and if you just barely miss it you fall to your death that sucks (laughs) yeah um but that's something they could easily patch and work on so yeah but i think if they do make another star wars game like this I would like to see um, something a little bit like not so much like a labyrinth and more open, you know, or just not so difficult to navigate and certain. I mean, it's not like impossible, mm. but there are times when it's like a hindrance to be like, oh man, it's going to be a chore to get from A to B. I think once I ev- inevitably play it, we should review it. Yeah. There you go. But I mean, I that's my basic opinion on mm-hmm. that. So yeah. nice. Is that the episode for this week? All is that, that all you were doing, Jimmy? Is that all I was doing? I think so, pretty much. All right. Uh, so last couple episodes have been a little bit longer just because we've had uh, two movies. I think next week we're only doing one. Um, Jumanji. Jumanji. The next level. Welcome to Jumanji. Get ready for that. Jumanji. That kind of snuck up on me. I, I did. Like, I was like, oh, man, that movie is next week. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars is in two weeks. Two it's weeks. It's kind of wild. Star Wars. We're getting close. Togo. Um, Come on. Oh, yeah. Togo. Togo. <laughs> Oh Wait, yeah, we, we with dogs. Yeah, we will. Be, there's what a trailer say, release. Togo? There's a release, <laughs> trailer release for this Snow Dog movie starring Willem Dafoe. Disney Plus on Disney Plus, and we're really excited. We're probably going to review it yeah. when it comes out. <laughs> It'll go with the Star Wars episode. Though. Yeah. So uh, we'll we'll do two movies that week. Um, but yeah, maybe no promises. We'll All see. Right. We'll get. We'll talk about it next week. But yeah, next week is Jumanji, uh, Mandalorian episode six um yeah follow our social media check it out on facebook and twitter and you can write us on gmail and links are in the description yeah as Uh, always yeah give us our reviews and our patreons (laughs) please (laughs) (laughs) all right is that it yep mcclunky (laughs) wow good one (laughs) love you